In today's world, it is confusing and difficult to obtain the necessary things to ascend. I would like to share with you my inner circle and team, where we are all consciously ascending. Through health, wellness, nutrition, and financial means, there is no boundary or limit that my team can't achieve. Upgrade your network, upgrade your health, upgrade your finances. Healthy mind, healthy body, healthy soul. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Ascension Show. So glad to have you on today. Hope you're having a great day so far. Today, I've got my internet friend, Justin Williams, on. I first found you through your podcast, and I became a fan. And naturally, I had to have you on my show. Um, Justin, if you could give us a quick introduction about yourself, that would be awesome. Oh, for sure, Steve. And first and foremost, I want to thank you so much for inviting me on your show. Um, You know, I know we recently met, but I had opportunity to listen to a couple episodes and I love what you're doing. Uh, You've you've had some some great content, man, and uh, just hats off to you. But um, like you, I've mentioned it in in a little intro there. Uh, I have a show as well. My show is called the Hidden Gateway Podcast, and I'm coming up on my... uh, my third year. Wow. Uh, next month, December, I guess that's like a couple of days away, but, uh, yeah, I started my show in, uh, December of 2020 and, uh, it has been, uh, a wild ride, an awesome ride, something that has, uh, helped me and I've been able to help others as well. Uh, just delivering, uh, information and in truth and having a, a great array of guests on the show. And, uh, it's, it's just been awesome. And I, uh, also have a nonprofit as well. I'm the executive director of, of Tangelic, and that is uh, my my nonprofit outreach where I do all types of things with with helping people. So that's amazing, man. Yeah, I've I've heard a bunch of different episodes of yours. You know, you have a, a wide variety of people on the show, which is kind of something I like to do because you get to pull all these different perspectives, and it keeps everything interesting. Like you've had RFK on, um, you had Dr. Robert Malone on, if I'm correct. If I'm remembering correct, um, and like you know, an array of scientists. Like there was one that really resonated with me that she talked about the fascia. It was like the first time I heard about it, and then mm. you just like opened this door of like how the body works. It's insane. Nice. Um, so yeah, man, it's 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 really awesome stuff. And um, one of the things that really resonated from your story in particular with me was your spiritual journey and like where you came from and then what you found. So you found like the, the gateway. Um, is that, is that the name of it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the gateway experience is a meditation the gateway experience, right? Yeah. The meditation that you found. So you, you found this like spiritual, like abundance through meditation. And I think that's really awesome that I can kind of come from the same place. And I was wondering if you could just share a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, great question. Thanks for asking. I love talking about this because um, it has been uh, anything. Just wow, the, you know. I sometimes I 
come to a loss of words describing it because it's uh, it's been such a life changing experience for me over the last three years. So um, I'll, I'll go. I'll start with you, Steve. Just taking it back to to when I was a kid, right? So I came into this world with a lot of a lot of trauma, you know, literally uh, during the during the birth when my mom was giving birth to me. I was a very big baby, about about ten pounds, uh, actually nine pounds eight ounces, and she had a very very troubling labor. And the doctor then made her do this move where he had her bring her knees up to her chest in an attempt to push me out the birth canal because I I just wouldn't come out. And uh, when he had her do this, her uterus broke and she immediately started to lose a ton of blood. She just started to bleed out. He he got nervous because he couldn't stop the bleeding. He didn't know what to do. So he had to call the head doctor in the hospital to come assist. Uh, that doctor was able to assist, he got me out, was able to control that bleeding and took my mom off the ICU and she had to get a few blood transfusions. And uh, I went to pediatric ICU and I, I didn't meet my mom, you know, for about, I think it was two weeks, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly. And so I really missed out on that, that mother, baby, mother, child bond that's, that's necessary when a, when a child comes into this reality, you know, and, uh, you know, didn't think much of it until 2020. And just to add a little bit more to my story, as growing up, I lived with both of my parents, probably for the first five, six years of my life initially. And my father was very abusive, you know, uh, he was a, a alcoholic and he was a, a, a Marine as well. And he had a lot, and I mean a lot that he did not heal from uh, in his life. And he had a lot of pent up anger and he turned to the bottle and was very, very abusive, destructive to our, to our family. And I'm not going to go into too much detail, uh, but it was bad things, very, very graphic things that that happened to me. So a lot of psychological abuse and a lot of physical abuse in regards to being beat up and, and, and other things going on. But uh, I, I actually I, I wrote a book, uh, Any Other Father, memoir of a memoir of faith and redemption. If, if anyone's interested to learn my story, you can uh, find that on Amazon. But um, because of the abuse I suffered at the hands of my father, that caused me to be an introverted person, a fearful person, not knowing how to set boundaries and uh and such so um it was pretty much like that my entire adult life up until 2020 like millions of americans or people across the world for that matter during the pandemic i was sitting at home furloughed from my job and uh, a very good friend of mine uh told me about the gateway experience which is a meditation that that we talked about just a few minutes ago and uh you know i thought okay meditation eh, may you may not try this um i knew about meditation and never Never meditated before. Definitely, you know, has gotten prayer, but never, never meditated. So one day it was probably around April of uh, April, May of 2020. I decided to give it a go. And for those that don't know, the Gateway Meditation is a meditation. It's a guided meditation that uses binaural beats, and binaural beats are uh, sound waves or tunes that go in. You have one going into your left ear, one going into your right ear, a, a different one. And then when they sync up in the brain, they make the left and right hemisphere of the brain sync. And what this does, it creates a third wave in your brain. And that puts you in this deep, very deep, relaxed state. And when you get so deep into relaxation and meditating and you have the right um, guided meditation 
person telling you what to do. You can literally have out-of-body experiences. And this is what happened to me. Now, the gateway meditation was a meditation that was created back in the 60s by a guy by a guy by the name of Robert Monroe. And he, he was doing these meditations himself and other people, his colleagues that worked for him, because he, he was very well off and he had this huge facility. And they were doing all these things. And the feds, federal government, found out about what he was doing. So the army sent some of their top scientists scientists to his facility to uh, have him explain it to them. And they they learned how to do it. And then they started doing it. And they then weaponized it and began doing remote viewing and going to the astral plane and, and spying on the Russian and Chinese. And for, for those that want to know more about it, the classified documents were uh, declassified about 15 years or so ago, and they are available on the CIA website. You just type in the Gateway Experience of that. It's several pages of uh, what they did and their experiences that they had. It's definitely a real thing. But again, I started doing these meditations, Steve, and I started having all these out-of-body experiences, going to the astral realm, seeing entities, seeing people a person that I, I saw in the spiritual world. Well, I didn't see him in the spiritual world, but I saw him in our reality. But I was in spirit when I saw him. I didn't know the guy, but then we actually met about three weeks later. It was just insane. But um, that was uh, such a great experience. It made me shift my, my all-knowing, if you will, to then know that nothing is as it seems and literally anything is possible. And then you talk about the healing aspect of it, right? Because I had a lot of issues that I did not take care of or heal from. A lot of things that I experienced in my childhood, but starting these meditations and doing other spiritual practices allowed me to heal from those things. And I've been very fortunate just to build higher and ascend higher, I should say, and literally manifest all these great, wonderful things that I am uh, doing in my life now. So uh, it's just been, a, again, a mind-blowing, life-changing experience for me. Yeah, yours more so than mine. I can say that for sure. Uh, I think, <clears throat> like, all that stuff is really powerful. And people, people on a day-to-day -day basis in their average in all of our average lives we don't hear stuff like this but it's really right. important to hear stuff like this because it's perspective changing and it opens opens your mind up to these types of concepts that you can't find anywhere else we're exactly. not taught this in school where this it's not in the mainstream media it's it's really not relevant to our culture and when someone like me comes across this kind of story it opens up my mind to get me thinking about things in a different perspective. And so when you understand this, you think of everything in a spiritual aspect because that's what it is. And you realize right. the spiritual nature behind everything. And then you realize that, at least for me, that like we're spiritual beings in this temporary material body. And, mm -hmm. and you can really start to align yourself with things and people and timing and all this cool stuff um and it really makes life a lot more enjoyable when you see things from a spiritual side and you're open yourself up to synchronicities and connections and stuff um and yeah like all, all this stuff is like a refresher of this of the things <laughs> the podcast. and and uh and i i listened to the gateway experience like a long time ago i didn't listen to it all the way but 
you saying that makes me want to go back and try it again because um i've never had an outer body experience like that but i know that astral plane exists and it's something you can access and it's something that <laughs> excuse me you have to use with caution because it's such a delicate zone and you know like you said the people in the, the you know the federal government use that you know maliciously um right and you can have good intentions and and use it but it's it's a very slippery slope it is a very slippery slope absolutely so we we've been fortunate enough to be here and have all these tools to our disposal and uh you know whether you are for i'll just for sake of, of wording i'll just say good or good and evil whether you're for good or we'll say light or dark right I, I like that better whether you're for the light or for the dark you can use certain tools here to do certain things to change your reality right uh you know perfect example like you said the government they they learned about the out-of-body experiences via the gateway experience and then they weaponized it they started doing all these things they literally uh start spying in on the russians and the chinese their facilities you know and uh trying to find out what they were up to you know but um i, I am a a light being of the light and you know pretty much what you said i'm a, I'm a spirit spirit of light here having this this uh human experience if you will and uh you know, once you know that, uh, it's 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 a different ball game for you, right? Because when you're able to understand that and utilize the tools at hand, then you know you can navigate through this matrix that we live in at a at a top level. You know, you you really can. It's almost as if you're in the the eye of a storm, right? But you, you have peace, you have grounding, and you're most certainly protected. You have all this stuff going on around you, you know, especially in the day and age we live in, man, with all the wars going on, the 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 uh the, the these viruses and 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 just spiritual things that war. kids that's exactly what it is, man. Spiritual war, the spiritual war going on. We need these tools, you know, and, and then when you use these tools and you you ascend higher and you learn how to control fear, man. You can be a bad man or woman, you know, flat out, Amen. you know, and, and, and that's, that's, that's what I did, Steven. I mean, another experience I had that, that taught me how to deal with fear was, was going skydiving, man. In 2020, I went skydiving in August Ooh. of 2020. Yet again, something else, I something I said I would never do. And, and when the spirit spoke, I said, no, I'm not doing it. But, you know, I, I gave in to that push. And after doing it and having that experience, I realized why I had to do it because the spirit wanted me to know how to deal with fear for the things that were to come later on in life right and another thing that i did as well i sat with ayahuasca in the desert out here um where i live i'm in arizona and uh you know i, I went down to tucson for for three days and i sat with ayahuasca for three days and wow you, you talk about another life-changing experience with the, with the veil being unlifted yeah, sure yeah it was it was it was amazing and uh it was a lesson each night and the very first night mine was spiritual warfare it was for me to know that spiritual warfare is real it is happening on this earth and um in in the spiritual world and uh that first night was kind of a training ground if you will for me to know how to to prepare and, and somewhat navigate but i like what you said earlier as well in regards to seeing things through a spiritual way and i you know i get in discussions with my wife from time to time and she'll give her perspective on something and i i'll get a hit and i'll and you know i tell her well no no sweetheart what you have to do you have to look at this situation through your spiritual lens 
you know, rather than the, than the worldly lens. And that will give you a different perspective. And that perspective will then guide you in regards to how to deal with it in the most efficient manner. And so that's how I li live my life, man. You know, I've, I've been blessed with these gifts, uh, you know, of clairvoyance that, that really kicked in when I started meditating. Um, I, I work with crystals. Um, I've developed relationships with archangels as well, specifically archangel Metatron. Um, not sure if you can see, but I wear this Metatron cube over my, on my, uh, around my neck yeah, each yeah. and every day. And I have this awesome altar built in my sacred space in my, in my closet. And I stay in that light. I utilize these tools and uh, it's been life changing. I went from a, from a man just, you know, living in the rat race, running the rat races, they say nine to five jobs, stressed out because of work, worried about life, worried about bills, worried about this, worried about that to a man who has found his peace, who is now grounded who has started the successful podcast, who has become a published author, who has started a nonprofit and who is out here helping the world, man. And this is what I want other people to know. This is what I want other people to learn so they can do the same things I'm doing so we can then raise the vibration in this world as we move forward in, in spiritual warfare battle against these, these dark entities. Dude, that's beautiful, man. That is so well said. And I, I said this earlier to, to somebody and then I made a video about it. So I feel like your purpose is to help serve other people. And that's the overarching purpose for everybody. But your specific purpose is using your gifts to serve other people. And so you just explain what your purpose is and how you found that was through elevating your, your spirit and through finding that spirituality that you needed to ascend into this lifestyle. That version of Justin that was stressed and worried about a lot of things and was living the rat race is different from this Justin that I'm speaking to now. He, because he, he's of, dead, man. He's, he's dead. That's, I tell, that's exactly yeah. what I say. I, I tell people all the time. I went through a spiritual death and rebirth. And my, my mom, she she's, she's very clairvoyant as well. And the funny thing is, before I started the meditation, it was roughly about a month. She had a dream that I died. And she didn't know how to interpret that. She like started freaking out because again, she has these dreams, she has these visions and they, 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 they come to be, you know, she's experienced this all her life. So I think that's where I, I get that from. I think it was kind of passed down in, in the bloodline possibly, but uh, you know, but that's, that wasn't the case. It was a spiritual death and rebirth that, that old Justin is gone. And, you know, the funny thing is, I did this through practicing spirituality. Again, the crystals, working with archangels, incense, uh, smudging, uh, you know, these type things, right? And I was one of those kids, Stephen, that was raised in the church, man. You know, Pentecostal, uh, Church of God in Christ, which is hardcore freaking religious, man. That's yeah, more hardcore. Yeah, my, my mom is actually an evangelist. So again, I mean, I went to, this, to freaking church three, four, five times a week as a kid and was all into the Jesus this, Jesus that. And I had a relationship with God then. But I tell people all the time, you know, I have my I'm closer to God more than ever now, you know, because I realize that the things I was taught or the things that I was programmed with. We're not, not all true. 
You know, even even when I was in church, I had a lot of questions and nobody could answer them. People avoided them, you know, but with getting into spirituality and, and, and going through this spiritual death and rebirth, a lot has been answered. And again, I'm closer to God more than ever, our creator, our source, whatever you want to call it. But I, I now know that I am one with it. I don't look at it as something in the sky far, far away. Yeah, they want to make it separate from you. Exactly. But the father is within. I always tell people an analogy that I use. You think of a tree. You think of God being the tree, the, the trunk, the base, right? And then each one of us are branches. So we are all some this these smaller versions of God out here in this matrix, having all these experiences connected to the Father and just bringing data back to the Father. And he's taking that data and doing something with it, probably creating more because that's what he do, what he does. He's a creator. So everything, yeah, everything you said, I agree with. And, and so I want to bounce back off a couple ideas. So the the recent group that you had on your podcast, they talked about how um, they were hardcore Christians and they had questions about the church growing up. And so he emailed or he's wrote down a letter to the pastor of the church with all these questions. And all he got back from the pastor was Bible verses. He didn't get any answers. to them Right. Right. Uh -huh. I think that's like really how that kind of works as <clears throat> how the church works as an institution. It's like, you know, you can't question the nature outside of the boundaries that are built. Um, and I always felt like church was so surface level and there wasn't any deep spiritual um, significance that was added to it. And they, they didn't take like that dive into it. And they looked at it from a very um, material level, not from right. a very spiritual level and not so much as the divine connection between you and that uh, energy source that's around us and they really made god separate from right. you like exactly. it was always something that you could never attach yourself to in that regard mm -hmm. and so with the spiritual awakening death rebirth um that i had i feel more connected with god because you come to the realization that you basically you are God in the sense that God is within you. Yes. That you are, you need to embody that energy that grows your hair and the energy that, that mm. like feeds, feeds your soul, the energy that wakes you up in the morning, the energy right. that, that heals your body after you get a cut or you, you know, are suffering from an illness. So, mm -hmm. and that, that's, that's one thing that I learned. And I also resonate with the death and rebirth thing because, um, it's resonant with uh, Jesus to me. And also you have this version of you that um, kind of was there before, uh -huh. before like you spiritually awoke, but then like you have this version now it's like, well, that I, I don't, I'm not in any way like this person that that person is dead, you know, metaphorically dead. Right. Um, and I, I think that's, that's really important to grasp. Uh, and so looking at things from a spiritual perspective, you can take Christianity and like really build off of that. And you really see how a bunch of the things are connected together. Uh, for me, one thing that was really important or significant for my spiritual, spiritual awakening and ascension was the introduction to yoga philosophy. Mm -hmm. And yoga philosophy isn't so much like Hindu Buddhism in that it is just exploring the ideas from the Vedic literature and and that comes from you know practicing the yoga asana is the posture the yoga class but it also entails like different philosophy 
And you learn about that. And that really opens the door because it just talks about a lot of things that Christianity talks about without the uh, strings attached, let's say. Um, And it also encompasses teachings from the Bible too. Like it's very open to learning from all the different aspects and philosophies that the world has to offer. Um, And when you read it, it's so similar to the Bible that you're like, well, why haven't, why hasn't anyone showed me this before? And (laughs) it, it would be really, it would almost be really wrong for me to go to like my grandparents who are super Christian and be like, so I learned this at like yoga gathering from the Vedic literature. And they would be like, they would say that I'm basically worshiping Satan. Right, right, right. Oh yeah. I know all about it, man. I know all about it. I mean, you know, some of the things that I, I've learned and began doing in, in 2020, uh, a lot of people I know, both family and, and outside of my family, uh, you know, they, they think that I'm, you know, self-destructing, you know, some of them think I'm losing it. Some of them think I am, you know, need, need some help, but, you know, I, I get why they why they feel that way because I used to be this this uh, hardcore Christian as well, and you know some of the things I'm doing now. When I was a Christian, uh, I, I would have you know maybe maybe thought the same thing, but I don't I don't fault those people for uh, feeling the way they do. That's just where they are in their journey. You know, like I was there at one time, and then I went through a through a death and rebirth, and you know what I'm probably going to go through another death and rebirth at some point as I ascend higher, maybe another one. Right. So this, this version of me that you, that you know, now uh, will be dead. It's going to be a different version of me in, in, in due time. Um, but yeah, uh, people that, uh, that, that kind of quote unquote beat you up for having, having different beliefs and life experiences for them, you know, those people, if, if you're unable to talk to them and <clears throat> connect with them on, on that level, you know, in my opinion, it's, it's okay you know, it's okay. Yeah. You know, I've been studying re- reincarnation a little bit um, over the past year. And I, I do believe that we reincarnate back into this, this dimension, this, this reality, you know, several times and who knows, man, maybe your grandparents next time around, they'll, they'll be in a different place. You know, um, that's what I, that's what I truly think your, your soul, your soul is probably possibly older, older than theirs, you know? So you, you never know. You never I, know. I really do think that like, <laughs> I'm so I'm 20 years old and whenever I'm talking to people and stuff they're like, so how old are you what are you like 24 like not 20 years old they, they can't believe it one time I'm sitting at this coffee shop it was a crazy experience some guy just walked in and I was like I know you and I end up following this guy on Instagram he's like a he's like an influencer or whatever and he's like so okay so how old are you 27 and I was like no, I'm 20. And his mind, like, you should have seen his face. He was like, wow. he exclaimed, like, the whole coffee shop, you're 20, bro? You're half my age. Wow. Yeah. And so, like, I, I just feel like I'm an old soul. Like, my dad always oh, called yeah. me a viejito, which is, like, a really old man. Um, okay. And so, yeah, I, I do feel that. Like, I feel like I'm just an old soul. Like, I've been here a bunch. And, like, now yeah. it's, like, my time to help wake other people up because right. somebody along the different lifelines woke me up and then I come back here to wake people up and be a good life force. Like whenever I walk around and I'm out and about in life, I just feel like this, this urging desire to like send out my vibrations and energy to other people, especially when I go back home and I see my family, like it's like in a, in a sense, like I don't mean this in any way to be like negative to my family but i feel like energetically drained after being with them because i want to help them and like help help them 
awaken themselves and, and <clears throat> understand that there's like a greater meaning to life than just kind of like the the matrix rat rate stuff so like right right it's, right it's like it takes a lot of it takes a lot of me to go home because I, I that's like just my purpose right right like we talked mm. about before and like serving my purpose in that moment is being that kind of energetic outlet for my family because I, I love them so much and I want them so much to like see what I see and that can only yeah. be done by like just energetically like putting out that aura but it, it's a lot easier said than done because sometimes that's good man can get frustrating and i'm like well why can't yeah. you guys like eat healthier blah blah, blah. So, <laughs> yeah now now don't think what you're doing is in vain what you're doing is you're planting seeds and those yeah. seeds haven't started to sprout yet but there will be a time when they sprout especially if they have other people i don't know if you're the only one that that speaks to them like that and tells them the information but um you doing that you're planting seeds for uh for those seeds to sprout in due time whether it be in this lifetime or, or next lifetime because what you're telling them you're putting out that energy like you said that you're vibrating that energy and energy doesn't die and that energy now that you've invested in them they they hold on to that it's attached to them so eventually that positive light energy is going to take over when they get enough of that and then that to the point you know at that point you'll see things to uh you'll see things that will will start to change in them again maybe not this lifetime you know but um eventually it will happen and and that's that goes to the testament of that that light uh being being stronger than than anything so yeah and i i do try and think about a seed being planted and stuff because even with someone in general it's like if you're walking around like i'm a student for example i'm around campus and like i'm around my peers in class and around the students and stuff in the in the gym like i always try and be like that person that's everyone likes talking to and has a good energy to them because yeah. then they'll be like oh why is steven always in a good mood why is he always like this and like they'll kind of like refer to like my content or kind of ask me questions and then they'll see, Oh, that's the kind of lifestyle he lives. Like, that's really mm. interesting. Why does he always feel like that? And right. then they'll kind of be drawn to it. Yeah. And that's my goal for, for people is like to be drawn to, to me th through that lifestyle that I want to, sh to show people that's so beneficial and that's changed my life in so many ways. That's awesome, man. Keep shining, man. Keep shining. Thank you. So yeah, man. Um, so I, I kind of wanted to circle back to the Christianity stuff. So how how was that for you as as a Christian learning about this meditation stuff and then kind of falling off that? Or did you have your Christianity foundations there and then you kind of left that behind and then you happened to found meditation? How how did this work? I'm always curious to learn how people like, you know, go from such a harsh christian background to like this kind of lifestyle it's so funny. yeah great question man very cool question so you know again i started that meditation around april i believe of, of 2020 and you know at that point i bought in some uh, uh some metatron cubes i bought in crystals into the home and i i tell you what and my wife can attest to this we bought in all these crystals and all these different things and we could literally literally feel the the energy shift in our home literally it, it felt so good it felt so different it felt so new it was as if we had all this old stale energy around us 
right? And we bought in all these things and start doing these meditations and burning incense and smudging with sage. And just immediately the energy and the vibration changed. Like we could feel it. It was like we were charged up, like the best feeling ever. And so, you know, I'm going through and I'm doing these things as the months go by. And again, I'm still a Christian at this point, right? Early on, I was like, okay, I'm Christian. This is what I do. This is who I've been since I was born. And, you know, I was telling telling some family members about what I was doing. And I had this, this guilty feeling probably for a year, maybe a year and a half, um, for at least a year. I'm probably not, 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 not as long as a year and a half, but at least for the first year, man, I, I felt guilty. And there were times that I questioned if, if what I was doing was legit and, and simply the best thing for, for my wife and I to be doing. And it was hard for her too. Um, and she kind of questioned me if early on too, because she was like me, you know, uh, raised in a hardcore Christian family, but as time went on and, uh, my healing process began and I start um, unlocking uh, these, 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 uh, these clogs in it within and, uh, you know, uh, just firing up my chakras and, you know, things start really going off and going on, I should say, with the, with the podcast, my life was improving and I was feeling better and it was just so evident you know, with, with me mentally, um, with, with things going on in my life, uh, my relationship with my wife, uh, you know, started to improve. We had some, some rocky things going on probably for the first year and a half because, you know, she had a lot of healing that, that she needed to do as well, but we stuck at it, stuck to it. And then eventually that just started to wear off that guilty feeling in regards to like, I've turned my back on Jesus or I turn my back on God, you know, and it was just a very natural organic process. Right. And it's now to the point where there is no doubt in my mind. Like I know what I am doing is what I'm supposed to be doing. And again, I, I feel closer to God than, than, than ever before. You know, I've, I've come to learn about this, this Christ energy, right? Like it's Christ said in the Bible, you know, you'll, you'll do all things that I do and more. And, and that is true. You know, that is true without a doubt. He, he, I believe amongst other people, ascended masters that, that, that walked this earth that was here in, in one way, shape or form, they were the prototypes, man. Um, they were telling us and teaching us how we need to be and why, because they knew what was to come in regards to the spiritual war that we are, we are now in, you know? So, um, it, it was not an easy process going from being a Christian to full-fledged spirituality and everything I'm into, but it was so worth it. The journey it was just so amazing. I, I've, I've learned a lot through that, that journey with that transition. And now at a point, like I said, I am fully confident in who I am and what I'm here to do. Uh, that fear, that fear has subsided. That's beautiful, man. That's awesome. You. How, how you can have, you can feel like you are with the spirit and then you do these extra steps and you change kind of the the way you do things just by, like you said, doing the crystals or doing the incense, maybe changing your perspective a little bit. You feel that energy shift. I can say for me personally, like I was always in the church, but when I started integrating these spiritual philosophies into my life, I noticed a change in my mental health. I never yes. had 
I never had like, obviously you have bad days and stuff, but I never had a dip like I did before. Like in high school, I was like, a, I was insecure and I just, you know, I, I would just go through these ruts, but, mm-hmm. but when I kind of opened myself up to these ideas, I never really had a rut in, in terms of mental health. I always saw things from a bright side, like there was never a reason to be upset because you feel like yeah. everything works out in your favor anyways. Man, I love true. that. That is true. You hit the nail on the head. Everything works out in your favor. Why? Because everything is written anyway. You know, there are no coincidences. There are no coincidences. Yeah. And if you if you have the vulnerability to open yourself up to something new, something different that will elevate your spirit, elevate your being, then it's going to be a phenomenal experience because you are vulnerable in that process. And that's what the universe likes. That's what the universe looks for. Being vulnerable is like a form of trust. Being vulnerable is a form of letting go. So when you're able to trust and let go and be vulnerable to different things to improve yourself and say, hey, regardless of what's going on around me with with my family, with my friends, with school, with my job, that if I just trust and know that I have nothing to worry about, if I and I truly have nothing to fear, then that fear will not, you will not, you will then not succumb to that fear. And then the universe will respond and then elevate you more. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta, exactly. you have, you have to do the work though, right? It's just not gonna come to you. So, you know, you're you're a seeker, and right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's you're, what, you're that's a, that's, yeah, that's what, yeah. You're, so, so you've been on this seeking mission, man, for the last two, maybe three years, seeking truth, right? And, and and you've been vulnerable and open to receiving that truth. And then so the universe, the father, knowing that, he says, okay, Stephen, you want to know truth and you've been vulnerable? I, I respect that. Here, this is, this is what I'm going to do. This is how this is going to work. And then, you know, you open your third eye and you're able to see things through a spiritual lens and then you're able to better navigate the matrix. And then when you're on that vibration, man, those fears, those worries, those doubt, there's there's really no room for them. Now, those things try you. They test you every damn day. Excuse me. Every language. day. So you, we go to war with ourselves, in a sense, every day. But it's those that are mentally strong with the knowing of who they are and who is standing behind them, like archangels and all these other divine beings. Man, you step out into this world with, you, with your chest out and your head high. You say, bring it. I'm, I'm not dealing with this fear. I'm not dealing with it. No, I'm I'm walking straight through it. And what's on the other side of that fear is the very best things in life that the universe has to offer. Dude, so powerful, man. So powerful. Thank you so much. So as we wrap up here, Justin, I feel like you've said a lot that resonates with me and I'm sure with the audience here. And I'm actually really excited to ask you this question. I always end the show by asking guests, what is your message to the world? If you had one message that you could share with everybody, pretend we're all listening to you, what are you going to say to us? Wow. Uh, that's a great question, man. I don't get asked this question too often when I'm when I'm a guest on other shows, but, but I, I love answering it because it allows me the opportunity to go deep. And the thing, my message to the world would be, be ready, be prepared. And what I mean by that is even though we have all this chaos and confusion going on in the world, know that there are some challenging times ahead. 
but we don't have to succumb to those challenging times, right? A lot of fear circulating in the world right now. Me and Stephen, we've talked about spiritual warfare, you know, uh, several times today, but just be prepared for anything that comes your way. And how do you do that? You do exactly what Stephen and I have been talking about for the last 45 minutes or so. You put your armor on, you go to war with yourself every day. You talk down to those fears. You talk down to those doubts, OK, you you do your best to stay in a positive mindset, you know, like I did start. You know, I highly recommend people to start doing meditation, you know, because what meditation does that puts you in a different state. Right. Uh, meditation will allow you to be an observer of yourself, of your feelings, of of your of your spirit, you know. And then once you once you are able to do that, you there will then become an understanding of who you are and, and what you are here to do. So I think it's very important that people be prepared and people really work hard to find their purpose here in this matrix. Okay. Because we, there's a, there's a division that's going on. It's been going on for a long time and, you know, you have to, to make up your mind, which side are you going to be on? Are you going to be caught up in this matrix? Are you going to be in control and navigate through this matrix? You know, so the choice is yours. And I definitely wish everybody success in, 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 in all they do and all they attempt. So, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was such a great conversation about spirituality. I think everyone is going to take away something awesome. You are so wise, and I'm so grateful that you could have joined me today. Oh, Stephen, this has been awesome, man. And I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the invite. And uh, man, great, great talk. Thank you again. Yep. Likewise. Listeners, if you guys got this far, thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed. This was one of my favorites and hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Peace.